Welcome to the Brad and Taylor Show. Today we have Yasmin Abduladeev with Social House. You're listening to the Brad and Taylor Show, a podcast that inspires entrepreneurs to pursue their passions. We're sitting down with some of the best to learn how they got started and some lessons they learned along the way. Hey guys, how's it yeah. going? Good, you? How's it going today? Good, good. Just got back from some showing. I'm super pumped about this. Sweet. You putting out any offers? Uh, actually, yeah, that's the goal. So this podcast is kind of keeping me from selling. So we're just going to have to keep it pretty quick, okay? I'm just, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> How many offers today? I'm just kidding. Um, anyways, we, we don't want to give all the details out. By the time it gets posted, they can go try to try to buy those houses now. Oh, exactly. <laughs> yeah, so tell us a little bit about a little birdie, Eric. He told us that you didn't want to join with him at first. He said that he had yeah, to bother yeah. you quite a bit. So yeah, we want to know the actually, details. Actually, yeah, so it's actually a funny story. So, um, yeah, we randomly ended up doing a transaction together. I shouldn't have even been listing homes. I was uh, more of like a newer team leader at the company I was at. And I was leading about 20 to 30 agents at the time. And we were a national brokerage. So basically, my goal was to make sure that they were selling. And I was to make sure that they were all basically doing what they were supposed to do. And randomly we got like a VIP like client at the company. He was like the VP of something or somewhere and we couldn't hand him off to any one of the team members. So I had to take him as the leader and the other leader was out of the office. So it was like, yes, you got to do this. And I was like, I, I don't know what to do. And it was like, but you do, you literally train people to do this. But then it's like, you know, it's like, you have to do it. So you kind of like get a little intimidated, but anyway, Ended up listing the home in um, Eric's big market, which is Canton, right? Yep. So ended up listing the home in Canton and um, he ended up writing an offer and it was like a really good offer. It was like an appraisal guarantee, appraisal waiver. It had like all the bells and whistles. So I was like, all right. So we just went with it and just basically like anything that you could imagine that would go wrong with the real estate transaction basically happened with this one. <laughs> and because we were both pretty much like level-headed and we just basically stayed really, really cool, calm, collected, laid back. We both knew that the goal wasn't to like yell at each other, even though I really did want to strangle him at some point just because of what was happening. The goal was to make sure that our clients were going to, you know, be closing. So it took us a little bit, but we got there. And then after that, Eric was like, you know, I'd really like to talk to you about, um, you know, a possible opportunity joining a real estate, like joining a real real estate venture with me. And I don't know if I ever told Eric this, but at the time I thought he was hitting on me. So <laughs> I was like, what? That, that's okay. And literally like one of my friends at work was like, yeah, I don't think that's a good idea. He's like, what's, who is this guy? Like, he's just some agent. And I'm like, yeah, I'm good. So I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Like have a good time, do whatever you got to do. And then like a couple months later, he was like, Hey, I'd still love to grab coffee and talk to you about this thing. And I was like, okay, fine. Like, let's just go get coffee. Like, what's the worst that could happen? And, um, yeah, they ended up, uh, he ended up pitching the whole, you know, the whole social house kind of initiative to me. And he let me know, you know, what, what he had been doing to get his business. And it sounded really, really new to me just because I've been in real estate since, um, probably about Oh seven. So for me, it was like the first time I was hearing that someone was really leveraging social media. So I was like, Hmm. But at the same time, I had like a really good job. I was making a really good amount of money and I also had benefits which is like not a thing in the real estate world. And uh, yeah, he, he probably bugged me and begged me for a year. And then um, I finally made the, I, I finally did it. I finally jumped in. 
Okay. He left that part out. He didn't say it was a year. <laughs> he told us a long time though. Yeah. Okay. It was a long time. He, um, he, he was like, we're, you know, we're just going to be good friends. And I was like, okay. And I was like, if you need any advice, like I can help you with the company and kind of what you guys are doing. So there I kind of offered some tips and tricks. And then, and then he just kind of kept piggybacking off of that. He was like, you, you'd be so good at this and you'd be so great at this. And I'm not good at this. And you're so much better than yeah, finally about a, yeah, I think it was almost a year later. I finally was like, all right, I'm leaving my job deuces. And I came on board. Huh. Nice. What was your first transaction after you got started uh, at social house? It was six months later. You know, the first thing Eric said was, all right, we got to make a Facebook page for you. And you know, he loves to say consistency. It's like a joke at the company now. Like yep. if you ever ask Eric for advice, he goes, yeah, just, you just got to be consistent. Yes. Like for everybody. Right. It's like, what's the secret? And he's like, consistency. Yep. So, um, so yeah, just some consistent prospecting and follow up on Facebook. And then about six months later, I finally, um, got my first like full qualified lead and yeah, it's been history since. That's awesome. That's awesome. Okay. So we got that. We got that. Now, now we want to learn more about you. So we're going to go way back. I mean, we need to go way back, way back. I mean, like when you were three, did you want to be a real estate agent? Oh no, I actually wanted to be a veterinarian. Ooh. Okay. That's cool. Yeah, Did you was, uh, uh, really, really wanted to do that? That was the thing. I even tried at one point, gave up. It's not, it's not for me. Yeah. Did you go to school for it or anything? Uh, I started to, so I got my first, I got my first real job in real estate. So that's kind of where it started. Yeah. But then in the middle of working with real estate, I was like, you know what? Like, this is okay, but I've always wanted to do more with animals. So I was like, I'm going to stay working in real estate, but I'm also going to work part-time on getting, you know, going to school for, to be like a vet tech to start. So, you know, to be a vet tech is pretty, it's pretty easy. I'm not trying to take away anything from vet techs. I'm not talking about the education, just kind of getting into it. Right. So you started a community college, you get all the credits and then you have to basically go get so many hours at a clinic and then you can finally finish up, finish that through. And then you can apply to get into veterinary school. So I was in the very, very early, early parts of that. And the first thing I had to do was I think get 30 hours in a clinic. So I think my first week I was like super pumped. I went and I got like scrubs. They had dogs on them. They had cats. I was, I thought I was, I thought this was like my dream job. Yeah. And I walk in and they were like, yeah, so you're going to follow us around. You're going to, you know, you're going to see everything that we're doing. So I got to go in the back, watch them kind of get the animals ready for surgery. You know, I got to, I got to watch them give the dogs and cats vaccines so, you know, the first day wasn't too bad. It was, um, it was pretty cool. Like I really thought that I was helping, got to meet some pretty cool families, but then by day two, I realized why I think I, I think I, um, read a statistic one day that said that veterinarians actually have the third highest suicide rate. Uh. And I never really understood that. And I think I learned on day two after being a veterinary, like just being there. Right. I learned that, um, you actually have to put dogs down. Like you have to, you have to do that. Like when they're not feeling well or when they're getting older and you actually have to be there to watch that happen. Like in the veterinary, like tech world, like as yeah. going through that education, you actually have to like watch it happen. So a woman and her daughter came in and they had a golden retriever and he was super old and they, they came in to put him down and they were like, all right, yeah, you got to come back here with us. And I'm like, what? Like, no, I don't, yeah. I don't want to be here. And, right. Uh, I think it was like one of the worst things I've ever had to go through. And I was like, I'm never coming back. I'm not ever doing this again. Like those people are amazing. I don't know how they do that. 
But if I was like, I'm going back to real estate. My hardest conversations are with discouraged buyers. That's, that's the best I can do. <laughs> so I left. I threw my veterinary dream away. It was not for me. Yeah. What, 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 uh, what age was that at? How old were you? Then? Um, that, I think I was like 23 or 24. Huh. Yeah. So that was about, that was almost 10 years ago. Huh. So you, did you start real estate before you said, so you said you started real estate. Was it while you were going to school kind of for it? I started real estate right out of high school. So oh, okay. um, as soon as I left, as soon as I graduated from high school, one of my sister's friends, her cousin owned a brokerage and he needed like an admin. Like he needed like some operational support, like with gotcha. administrative tasks. And she mm-hmm. was like, hey, you know, you can just come get like this part-time job with him. He's going to pay you like 10 or 12 bucks an hour. And I mean, I was like, you know, 17, 16, whatever. And I thought that was like big money. Yeah. So, um, so I ran over there and... I just never left. I just never, the only time I tried to leave was when I tried to do the veterinary thing. And I mean, yeah, that, and then you went right back. (laughs) I've just always been in real estate. So I started in the office helping out and um, helping with administrative things. And then officially later got my license and started leading other agents and learned that I really have a passion for coaching and training and really, really focusing on people and just, you know, why people like what they like and why people think the way that they do. And yeah, I just kind of stuck to real estate. Nice. What has been your most memorable experience with real estate? Good or bad? Um, that's a good question. I think, I think it had to be, I think it probably had to be my very first transaction. Um, I was helping, I was helping a, a newly, a newlywed couple and they already had a, they had two sons and one of their sons was autistic. It was, it was kind of, it was kind of a big deal for me. One, because I'm, I'm not really, I mean, I've never really grew up around anything like that. So I didn't really know kind of what to do. You know, I had to show them homes and kind of watch how they, you know, interacted with their son and just kind of like watch that whole thing. And then I also got to help them move out of like, a you know, an apartment, a small apartment into a home. And, you know, they, they always talked about wanting to get this playground and just some privacy for their kids. And, and when they closed, it was like a really big moment and there were a lot of tears and, you know, you can obviously understand why it's such a big pivotal moment for their family. And yeah, I think that's probably one of the most rewarding things that's happened in real estate, but I, I also get to see yeah. that happen quite often now. So it's like pretty cool. Nice. Nice. So when you, um, so since you're now, um, at social house, what has been your favorite part of our work in there? Since you guys are kind of, what well, I mean, besides you guys are bullying. building it together. So yeah, besides <laughs> all the fun and games there, what was your favorite part about uh, what you guys have built so far? I think my favorite part about being at Social House is probably the fact that it's, it's just a very brand new experience to me. Like I've been in real estate since, you know, the beginning of basically being able to work, but I'm able to build a brand new company. So I'm like on the phone with the state of Michigan talking yeah. about like, you know, unemployment insurance and whatever else we need to do to make sure our team members are getting paid. And then I'm also getting to help with recruiting and marketing. We get to do all of our own branding. So like for the first time, I don't have to kind of like knock on, you know, my CEO or president's door to like, see if I need to do something and if it's okay, I just have full autonomy and flexibility to do pretty much whatever I need to do. Unless Eric is like crying about something, but, um, For the most part, that's probably, that's probably my favorite experience. And then, you know, just getting to know all the new people that we're bringing in, everybody's super cool. And I feel like everybody has a ton to offer. So it's been, it's been pretty fun. Yeah. I've been watching all of you guys' you guys' fun videos that you guys have been doing. Those are awesome. <laughs> yeah, and that's, that's part, like we just get to go and get in front of a camera and just do whatever we want. So it's pretty cool. 
Yeah, that's what, when you guys are doing that, we're because we're doing something similar to that too. And it's it, it's so much fun just to do that. So I totally understand why I saw you guys doing it. I was like, oh, that has to be a lot of fun. <laughs> so at first I was like, I can't get in front of the camera like that. Are you I was crazy? just going to ask that. No, at first, I think I think it took like, I think it took Eric and I, like both of us, I think we were both like, yeah, we, we need to get in front of the camera more. And I was like, yeah, you, you do it first. Like you do it, <laughs> I'll do it. He, um, he ended up getting like a mic. And I think he started setting it up in his house and actually started like posting like his own videos. I'm not going to lie. They were pretty awkward. I don't know if anybody remembers them. It was just like him talking like in front of his couch or on his couch, like in front of like this microphone. I'm like, I'm going to have to go look those up. Yeah. We're going to have to find that. (laughs) We're going to have him back on here so we can ask him about those ones videos, but we're going to have to find him. (laughs) Yeah, you should. You should. I, I, I like I watched them and I was like I just know he's like really struggling doing this but I know he wants to try really hard to like do it well so yep. I don't know kudos it started right it started yep. things for us so he did, did it and then we all got on board so yeah I totally understand that when I remember when I this was a couple of years ago I was trying to get on video too just to try to do it and I you were not getting me on video <laughs> and yeah. like there was no way I was ever going to be on video or even talk on video and I finally got to the point now it's like I was like I'll do this I can do it now so I just after. Yeah. After you do it a couple of times, you're like, oh, this isn't bad. <laughs> you just, you... Exactly. First, you're like, wait, like get my good angles. Then you're like, well, who cares? Whatever. Just take it. Yeah. Take yeah. the shot. <laughs> get it done. Move on to the next one. <laughs> right. yep. yeah. You have to post exactly. it and don't watch it. Yeah. What <laughs> exactly. you have to do? Yep. Don't so, watch uh, it. Don't watch it until I'm there. So you did, you did mention you're kind of doing some recruiting. So what kind of expanding are you guys doing? Are you able to elaborate on that at all? Yeah, for sure. I mean, we, that's actually a funny story because we don't have a plan to recruit yet. Um, Eric and I haven't actually officially sat down and said like, Hey, here's like, we know we want more people in the door, um, but we're really, really focused on quality over quantity. So Mm -hmm. for us, um, for us, we're really just, we've really just kind of been lucky with people knocking on our door, to be honest. It's been like, yeah. hey, we see what we're doing, see what you're doing. We think it's awesome. Like we want to be a part of it. And then it's just a conversation. So we've been very fortunate to kind of experience that kind of recruiting. And I mean, we even talked to an agent that said that we were the first brokerage that she had ever reached out to instead of like the reverse where, you know, brokerages are all always knocking on your door, always emailing, always yep. trying to like get you on the phone and so I thought that was a, I thought that was pretty flattering. It was pretty cool to hear. But yeah, we actually don't really have like any recruiting plan. I feel like that's that's almost terrible to say. Like <laughs> on hey, an operational but... standpoint, we don't have a plan. We're yeah, just gonna but... figure it out. <laughs> yeah, you roll with the punches. Yep. <laughs> you guys yeah. will get to where you want to be. Yeah, but we will. We know the number, so we're gonna we're gonna work towards the number. But we feel like we feel like we're. Yeah, we feel like if we just continue to kind of press on with what we're doing right now, like more people will see it. But then eventually we definitely will begin to start trying recruiting, but it'll just be more probably videos. I mean, you know, just more awkwardness. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) There we go. (laughs) We know you're looking for it. (laughs) But uh, okay. Um, Okay. What's your, what's your, uh, I can kind of guess probably what it is, but what's your favorite marketing tool? My favorite marketing tool. Oh my gosh. I think it's cold calling. That has to be my favorite thing. <laughs> okay. I was going to say, uh, I was going to say, That's wow. We love, we love social media. That's our biggest marketing tool. It's what our name is. I mean, our name basically, I mean, it would be social Facebook if we could, right? But it's social house. We're just trying to hit every social media platform that we possibly can. I started to do TikTok early last year. You know, I still kind of get made fun of for that here and there just because I feel like I might be a little old for that app, but I don't really know if that's the case anymore, but yeah, um, definitely social media. Yeah. That's awesome. So what, 
What have you learned on TikTok? What have oh you learned? Oh my God, what? everything. Isn't that hilarious? TikTok yet? There's, there's so much free information. Yeah, there it's is. Amazing. It's amazing. Like I learned a new skincare routine. I learned how to not have any more back pain. Like I learned some chiropractic tricks. I learned how to handle like debt collectors and like collections. Like I've helped my friends out with just stuff that I saw on TikTok, like how to like handle that stuff. Like it's yeah. amazing. Like attorneys are giving free advice. Like, you know, you've got dermatologists, you've got doctors, you've got surgeons. I mean, it's, you've got dentists, like it's insane. It's, there's so much information on that app. Yeah. Do you post on it? I did. Yeah, I did used to post on it kind of, um, I kind of stopped cause we've just been doing more of those like actual videos now with like our branding. Yeah. But I yeah. did tell Andrew that my goal this year was to definitely get back on and start to post like more informative pieces of like, like videos, just because I feel like that's really what brings people in. So I'm going to try to get away from like some of the funny stuff that I was trying to do. Cause like, I don't really feel like it took off. So I think I'm just going to go on there and just give some information and see if it goes anywhere. Yeah. I haven't seen too many people that actually like too many agents yet using it to give out information. And I think like, if somebody just did something on there, start a trend. Yeah. And kind of just, somebody has to do it and you know, somebody's going yeah. to just a matter of who it's going to be. So, I mean, right. if, if you're already way ahead of the game, I mean, like you said, you saw lawyers on there and stuff like that. I've, I, I've probably seen the same ones you're probably thinking of too. And they, and they're just killing it. So, you know, just somebody's yeah. going to do it in real estate, just a matter of time. Yeah. I mean, people, people want to learn. I feel like you used to, you used to think of TikTok as like just a bunch of kids dancing, but yeah. I feel like, Everything I see now is just like adults, like professionals, just giving advice. And I think it's amazing. So yeah, yeah definitely, definitely the goal is to get on there and give some real estate advice, just really quick, like snippets of videos here and yep. there. And so that's, that's going to be something I'll be working on here soon. Yeah, You're going to awesome. be the one to set the trend. Hope so. I know there's like this <laughs> other woman on there. She's like this big time realtor. And I was, I was kind of creeping on her page just to see what she had been up to, but she just posts pictures of like her magical toilet and stuff and like her car. <laughs> so, she does. I swear. She goes, I haven't I seen that one. one. I think there's one post where it says, tell me you're a millionaire without telling me you're a millionaire. She like walks in her house and waves her hand over her toilet and it like <laughs> opens. And I was like, all right. I mean, if she's big and bad with, as a real estate agent on here because of this magic toilet, like I, you know, I feel like I can try and do something myself here. Yep. Yeah. You just got, you got to go do the same ones. You go, just go in all the house, the showings you're using, yeah. you're doing. Yeah, I go in all the small homes and like actually lift the toilets up myself. Like, yeah. Yep. Yep. That'd be awesome. Have you ever used a, uh, is there any other apps you guys are trying out? I know you're probably, uh, I mean, uh, any kind of new ones. I've seen a lot of, have you seen like the clubhouse one? I've seen a lot of people starting to, a lot of agents getting on there like in the last couple weeks. You know, that's actually funny that you mentioned that one of our agents literally just asked to invite a bunch of us to the clubhouse. And I saw it like in passing on my way between appointments. And I was like, Oh, I'll have to come back and look into that. I have no idea idea what it is but i have heard about it so is it like a linkedin or something no it's it's almost like podcast it's like it's like podcasting and snapchat put together so it's kind of okay. that's the way i look at it but it's like like once you put things like you can have a live it's pretty much a a live audio it's i guess it would be like maybe like a radio show but not recorded because you can go on there and just talk about anything okay. you can have like different rooms and it's like different like i don't know all the details yet i've just been looking what i what I've seen on there, but it just, uh, it seems like you can like, if you, but it reminds me of Snapchat because it, it's on there and it's not recorded. 
So, Ooh, so there's no yeah. video with it? No, you just see it once or you just hear it once. You can go on, you can just like jump into any rooms. I mean, I think like Elon Musk was on there the other day just chatting away and you can just like, um, I, I haven't figured it all out, but I'm pretty sure you can like raise your hand and go talk to people on there. It's like, it looks pretty cool. I just haven't uh, gone in depth on it yet. Yeah, that's what this, that's our agent, Mark. He actually just, she, he's, he's the one who sent the text earlier and he said, hey, I've got five invites for Clubhouse, like, let me know. And then he's like, disclaimer, it's really addictive. And I don't know what else he said. Like, what is he talking about? But I mean, obviously, if we're going to be the social media gurus, we better get on there, right? Yep. Yep. So, and it's, it's pretty new. I think it's, I've heard a lot about it in the last month. I've seen a lot of agents showing up on there. So, and I know there, like, there's a lot, like I saw some people doing cold calls on like groups about cold calling and groups about other things on there. So, um, but I don't, I haven't figured out how to like leverage it too much for too many other things yet, but I just see what people are, see people using it and see people are uh, trying it out. So I guess we'll see where that one goes. Right. I'll have to check it out. It sounds, yeah, sounds pretty cool. I'm all about new social media. You got to stay young, you know? Just yeah. Stay young. Yep. Exactly. You guys just have the one office. Right now we have the one office in Detroit and then we're, we're kind of sharing space with Rich, our broker at yeah. Rich Realty in Plymouth. But the Detroit office is going to be like our main hub, like where we are. Yeah. Eric and I both live in the city. Um, we both live within like a mile of the space. So that's primarily where we're going to be. That's cool. That's cool. I can't wait to go uh, check it out when you guys get it all done. Yeah, you'll see it. It's cool. Yeah. Where's your, where's, your, uh, where's your favorite place to travel to? Oh, that's such... It's Iceland. I got really excited about that question because I just loved Iceland so much when I went there. <laughs> What was your favorite part about being there? I think it was, I think it was the fact that it gets dark at three o'clock. So there, so I went during, I went November. So in November it gets, um, the sun comes up at 10 AM and it goes down at 3 PM. So you, and, and when it goes down, it goes down. I mean, like I have a video of my friend and I outside of the car, like outside. Yeah. And, um, you think that I, you think that my camera was just showing you like, you know, a pitch black screen or something, but we were literally outside and we couldn't see each other. Like that's how, wow. that's how it was. It was crazy. Um, we were looking for the Northern lights too. So you had to be in a specific place. Did you see the Northern lights? Oh, we missed it. I'm so mad. Oh, we didn't it. Yeah. <laughs> we, um, we kind of got cocky. We were like, Oh, we'll be back tomorrow. You know, it'll be the same weather, but I guess the next day was a little windy and the weather has to be exactly perfect for the Northern lights to come out. So we missed them. Yeah. Super cool place. And my favorite part was the fact that regardless of how late or how dark it got as early as it did, people were still like really friendly and cool. Like people were just super accustomed to it getting dark. So there weren't any like seasonal blues or anything. People were just like really genuinely nice. It was a cool place. That's cool. I've never been there. How many times yeah, have was, you gone? I've only been there once. Unfortunately, I've, I've talked about wanting to go there again, but I've only been there once. So pretty yeah. cool place. I think for like a week when I went, it was cool. Do you take your dog when you travel? I do. Yes. Yeah. Cookie Monster goes, he's, he's gone to quite a few vacations with me more so now than he has before. So um, when he was younger, I didn't really take him places. I would have him stay with friends, but him and I have become like really, really dependent on each other. So so yeah, he he pretty much goes everywhere with me. Come here, Cookie. Come here. Cookie Monster. Like I right saw here. one of the posts you made on Facebook and he was like the little tourist. Yeah, he's um he's like our mascot now. Nice. He's kind of just turned into a guy. Right, Cookie? <laughs> yeah. Do you take him to the office? 
Yeah. Yep. He goes to the office with us every day. He has his own like bowl, water, like little bed. Yeah. He has his own little car seat in my car. He goes to my showings. He goes to my inspections. Um, <laughs> my, my clients love him. They know he's, he, they know he's always going to be there. Sometimes when we're talking outside of the car about like negotiating offers or something, you'll see him get a little lippy, like he'll get to the door and just start barking and then like, all right, time's up. Cookie monster is like ready to go home. <laughs> so he's, he's cool. He goes everywhere. That's awesome. I had a question. Um, it's kind of going backwards, though. So you guys said you're expanding. What advice do you give to new agents who are coming on with you? The biggest piece of advice is that I, I think I think it's like pretty common advice, too, is that this is not like a get rich quick scheme. I think that's like kind of the obvious or assumed perception of getting into real estate. You know, you see the market, you see what's happening. And I think you might even look at how Eric's doing and you might think like, oh, like, you know, like we're going to be able to make money very quickly. So anytime we, anytime we have a conversation with new agents, we always, we always help them understand, you know, the strategy, you know, just how long it took Eric, how long it took me. And we let them know, like, you know, you're going to start, you got to start somewhere. Right. And you just have to stay consistent with what you're doing. And as long as you don't get discouraged, you'll, and continue to keep at it and just continue to stay consistent, you will see results. So that's one of the biggest things that we say with our own personal strategy. But I think overall, when it comes to just new real estate agents, I think it's really easy to just think that you're going to pick up the phone and like land a client. Mm -hmm. You know, it takes time and you really, really have to set aside, you know, you have to set aside time every day. You have to build out a routine, you know, make sure you're sticking to the plan. Don't just get up and kind of mosey out of bed and just kind of wait for your day to start because, you know, autonomy, I kind of almost feel like is sometimes, you know, the biggest enemy, like, when you have freedom to get up and do what you want, sometimes no one's really holding you accountable. So maybe you've got to be your own boss and you've just got to make sure you stay, you stay the course. Yeah. What, here's another one uh, about new agents. What do, what do you think the biggest thing that agents, when they start out, what do you think they fail at? I think, I think it's that. I think it's the fact that they don't know how to structure their day. I think sometimes agents get so tied up in the fact that they have all this freedom. You know, if you're getting up at, if you're getting up because you no one's making you come into work at 8am anymore. You're getting up at like 11 or, or 12. And, you know, you're kind of trying to shut down early because you've got your family or whatever it is. I think sometimes that can kind of, you know, that can kind of backfire on you. So I think you have to, you have to stay pretty, you have to stay pretty disciplined. You know, it's not about getting up at a certain time or anything like that. It's just really about structuring your day. So I think a lot of the times new agents will start they'll kind of hope that they can land whatever they can land throughout the day. Maybe hope that they'll just get busy on their own magically. And then just, yeah, I don't think it happens. So I think they start to get discouraged. So the biggest thing is just setting a routine. You know, I, I put like blocks of follow up on my schedule, like from nine to noon, like I'm in front of my computer and I'm following up. That's typically people aren't really looking at homes that early. So I can stay in front of my computer um, and then after that, like it's appointments, you know, all day it's conversations with clients, picking up the phone. But for the most part, like I try to dedicate time every day to make sure that I'm like strictly on my computer following up with people. So, yeah. Well, what was your, uh, like the, the biggest thing you found out that helped you kind of get that schedule routine? Cause you know, probably at the beginning, you probably had all that time too. And you're like, maybe for a second there, you're like, I, I'm gonna, I got, I do like all this time off, but now I actually got to go make some money. Let's go figure out how to make this work. What, what was your biggest thing that you found was helpful for you to kind of get that schedule? Yeah, I'm actually smiling because Eric likes to call my first year at Social House my sabbatical. Um, <laughs> because I went from a 7 a.m. to 7 p.m., you know, 
punch in, punch out salary based job to wake up when you want, go to sleep when you want, work when you want. And my first year, I was still like, oh, that's okay. I can wake up anytime now. I don't have to wake up at 7 a.m. and have my day started. Like I would just right. kind of, first I started waking up at seven, then it kind of got to eight and then it turned into like noon. And, <laughs> you know, before you know it, like I just was like by 6 p.m. I was like, oh, well, I guess I can just shut off now. And I probably only work like a couple hours a day. So yeah, my first, my first year, like my first whole year as social house was tough personally, just because for basically my entire professional career, I had been used to someone telling me I had to be in at a certain time and out at a certain time. And for the first time I was completely and totally in charge of all of that. And yeah, Eric wasn't telling me what time to get into work. So if I wasn't doing something that day, I didn't have someone saying like, Hey, you know, results like production, where is it? It was just, Hey, yes, you good today. I'm like, yeah, I'm here. You know, yeah. <laughs> I've answered an email or two. I think I'm good. Yeah. So. I kind of remember yeah, I think, that. Uh, I, I had kind of something similar to that when I, when I, cause I went kind of from like a nine to five or a whatever to just like hundred percent like commission based. It was like, whatever you put into it's what you're going to get out of it. And then, uh, so I totally uh, understand where you have all that free time and you're like a complete change and you want to take a little break, but then you kind of nail it down and then you're like, okay, I got this now. I'm going, I'm good to go. <laughs> Once, once you've got that routine, it's, it's set. I mean, every day, you know, I wake up in the morning, I do what I have to do in the morning before clients are calling at nine and, you know, nine to noon, I'm usually following up and then I've just got appointments or whatever the day brings in. So that's pretty much my day-to-day -day schedule. Now, anytime it deviates, like my whole day is off. It completely throws me. Like if I'm yeah. not getting up earlier, or if I'm not, you know, prospecting in the morning, I start to feel like I'm just kind of like running behind all day. So yeah. Once you get back on that own routine, once you get back on your routine, you'll be good. Did you start with that routine the second year? Yeah. Finally, the second year I was like, okay, I should probably start to kick a little more butt here or else I'm probably not going to be able to make my mortgage payments. So, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so yeah, I, I definitely sat down with myself and I was like, all right, yes, like, let's come up with a plan. Like it, I was really just getting in my own way. That's all I was doing. So so now whenever I talk to new agents that are leaving, you know, full-time jobs and coming into the real estate world, I kind of see some of the struggle that they're facing with prioritizing. A lot of the time it's, you know, I've got appointments in the morning. I've got appointments at night. I'm not really sure when to do like the administrative stuff or, you know, the day-to-day -day mm -hmm. on my computer. And it's, it's pretty, it's a, it's a pretty common trend. What I see when I see like new agents coming into the field. So it definitely takes time. So just letting them know that like you've been there and you understand and you know that they're going to take time to finally acclimate uh, is usually pretty refreshing for them. I like how you said that you do the time blocking from nine to noon. That's probably super helpful. Oh yeah. If I don't, if I don't have it on my calendar, if it's not blocked, regardless of what it is, I, I won't, I'll never get to it. So yeah. it's a pretty big deal. That calendar. Yep. Yeah. I had to do the same thing last, last couple of weeks. I just, cause we, I normally would start at 6am and and then I finally was like, okay, I need that time between 6 a.m. Because we were, ta I was talking to people at 6 a.m. till about 5 p.m. And mm -hmm. I finally just was like, okay, I got to block time off to do other things. So I finally started blocking with. Oh, we we're just, I, I was doing, I had some interviews. We're, we're interviewing people. So I had a lot of, um, like a lot of interviews scheduled, like from 6 a.m. till 5 p.m. They got to pick their own time. So they picked, uh, they picked whatever they could get. <laughs> Trust me, I, shouldn't even be judging. I have clients who text me at five or six. I try my hardest just not to text them back until like nine yep. o'clock, just because I need to set boundaries for myself, but I'm yeah. also mm -hmm. very, 
live and I'm also available. So I'm just like, yeah, what can I do? Let me go check on that house right now. Yeah. The other agent is probably yeah. sleeping, but I'll see what I can do. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good for you. Good for you. Well, um, let's talk about some agents that might want to uh, join up with you guys. Um, how can they reach out to you guys? Um, so they can, we're, we're pretty accessible. So you can get a hold of us on Facebook, you know, at our business Facebook pages. Um, you can DM us right from there. You can find us on Instagram and reach out to us right from there. You can reach out to me directly. I don't know if I need to plug like my cell phone or my email here. Yeah, whatever um, you want. Whatever you want to give them, we'll give them. Yeah, so my my email is yaz, it's yes, at socialgroup.com. So you can reach me, you can reach Eric. Eric is E-R-I-K at socialhousegroup.com. And then, you know, you can also hit us up on our cell phones. My number is 313-699-1222. I don't know Eric's by heart, so it doesn't really matter right now. But yeah, I mean, we're pretty pretty available. You can find us. um, A lot of agents primarily hit us up on social media, I feel, just because that's where we're mostly based. So Awesome. We got one last question for you. Taylor? All right. All righty. It's random. <laughs> okay. It's random. If you could pick any Disney character to be for a day, who would it be and why? Any Disney character to be and why? Oh my gosh. I'm going to have to go with Mulan. A lot of people a lot of people like to put put me kind of with Jasmine just because like we're both Middle Eastern and my name in English is Jasmine, but I'm going to go with Mulan just because she was brave as shit and um she knew that she could do whatever she needed to do. I like that. Um, so I'm going to go with Mulan. She's kind of a badass. Awesome. Is there <laughs> anything else you want to share with our listeners before we go? No, I don't think so. I guess I will share one pretty important tip that I got when I started out as like a realtor. Um, just something that really helped me just kind of, st- I guess, stand out personally with myself on just kind of like what I really care about is, um, I don't even know where this quote is from, but it was, People don't care about how much you know until they know how much you care. So I don't know. I just try to make sure I kind of give that to everybody just because I feel like it's a pretty significant piece of advice. But yeah, that's it. I appreciate you guys. That was awesome. I love that advice. Yeah, thanks for being on here. And uh, we'll talk to you in the next one. See ya. Hello? Hello? Are you there? Are you there? Are you there? Hey, guys. We just wanted to thank you for uh, listening on uh, either uh, podcast or on uh, the YouTube video here. If you guys wanted to subscribe, that would be awesome. That would mean a lot to us. And if you guys could give us a five-star review as well, that would be amazing. And we'll see you on the next one. See ya.